Welcome, our fellow lovers of love, and thank you for joining us on yet another excursion through the stream of consciousness down the river of tranquility to fill the lake of life with love. And welcome, our fellow lovers of love. Thank you for joining us on this excursion through personalities. And don't we have some personality here? <laughs> yes, we do. Okay. Maybe some of us think we have more personality than others, but hey, that's my problem, not yours. <laughs> so it's been a it's been a long week around here. I don't know, getting the end of summer, end of summer, end of winter blues or whatever it is. Not enough sun, something. You, you, you know what I mean? Well, I think spring has arrived. I mean, we've had some showers, but we've had some really lovely days. The flowers are out. It's just delightful. I just think we need some more sun. Or I've been locked away in a little building for too long. So anyway, it's just been... It's been a week where it's kind of been just a struggle. I know. Having energy, I suppose. Oh. It's not a big, huge ordeal. I'm just saying. It's got the extended winter blues, man. I'm ready for summer. Give me some heat, I guess. And then I'll complain about it being hot. <laughs> yeah. Even though I don't complain much about it being hot. So, because, you know, I'd rather be hot than cold. I, speaking of hot and cold, which is another terrible segue, but I'm king of terrible segues, so I might as well just be them. We're talking personality types. And so what did you have? You spent some time last week, this week, lovey, researching personalities. So what did you find out? Well, we are we fall into, into some certain categories, but... Nothing is, I've known the different types, but they don't, they're individuals. They don't completely fall into, but there, but there's some generalities that yeah. can be said. And I was reviewing this and it seems like you can kind of evolve out of some personality traits. So are these fundamental personality traits? Or are these personality traits you develop and over time and undevelop or develop, grow out of? Because we all think of the, the classic type A personality. I don't think people can develop out of a type A personality. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's something inherent in that. They can work on trying to reduce their stress level, but no. No, I don't think, you know, but what do they call it? A type D personality? I think there's a lot of that that can be probably worked on, right? To at least to a point. I don't know. Maybe not. And maybe I'm just, I don't know, because I sit in about three of those. So <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, what is it? What, what do you, when you put a B, C, and D category together, what do you get? Is that X or no? Well, there Maybe is more detailed IGNF or something like that. Yeah, um, oh, God, but I, I wasn't going to go into that much detail. Yeah, I took those once, and I bounced between a couple different ones. I'm, I'm borderline on a couple of those. 
INTJ and something else or something. I forget. I'm not good at those. I've lose my acronyms. So <laughs> I get lost in the acronyms and I forget which ones are what. And I take it again and it ends up being slightly different than the the last time because I'm a different person now or something or a different mood or some such foolishness because of course it is that's how it works with me why would anything be simple with me why can't I just be a simple stereotype why 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 you wouldn't be happy well no not me but if I was a simple stereotype then what I know to to be any different that's the question you're just happy as you are, being Mr. Average. I don't know. I don't know. If you're Mr. Average out there, contact us at the Late Night Love at love at latenightlove.us and let us know what it's like to be Mr. Average. I don't know. I have no clue. I've been on the outside looking in my entire life. How the heck do I know what it feels like to be the average person? I have no clue. Perspective I don't have. Someone's looking for their cat outside. All right, so what's next? Well, we're first we're going to talk about type A personality. All right, this is the one we're all kind of familiar with, right? We all kind of... You're on the wrong one. How do you mean? We're going to do a review. The first one. Well... You want to just go into dealing with type A's? No, I just apparently it didn't open when I opened it earlier. Go, go ahead. Okay, understanding personalities, types. There you go, right there. You were just on it. There you are. Yeah, but we just did that one. No, we didn't. Yes, we did. No, we didn't. Yeah. No, we didn't. That's the first one we covered. That's the first one. We've already done that. Oh, okay. We went and reviewed the four personality types. Okay. That's what that one is. Understanding personalities, A, B, C, and D types. And you look, you put them. Anyway, sorry. And we've got how to deal with the four the four types. Oops. It was a review of all four and then how to deal with four. I didn't put the show together, Miss Lubby Deer over there. Okay, but we didn't review it. We just talked about all four types. No, we didn't. All right, we're going to review the tape at the end of the show, and we're going to show that we did review all four types. We just spoke and talked about them, right? All right, well, let's go ahead and do it again. Why not? Well, I just closed out of it. Hold on. <laughs> we're all on top of it today, people. Well, I was ready to move on. Oh, no, you weren't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The behavior pattern of a type A personality type shows characteristics such as competitive achievement, ambitiousness, and a strong sense of time urgency, impatience, hostility, and aggressiveness. Oh my gosh. Hostility and aggressiveness? I don't I don't really know about that. Well, I don't know if I'd call it hostile, but you could say aggressive would be. You could be fairly Well, aggressive. they're definitely forward moving people. Yeah. I, so aggressive I could you know, hostile, I don't know, if you're a type D personality, you could view it as hostile. So depending upon where you're sitting. 
you know which corner you're sitting on. I can see it. And I personally wouldn't call it, you know, hostile, but I could see where we someone could. All right. Okay, they gotta watch out for the stress diseases. Yeah. Yeah. The high blood pressures, hypertension, diabetes, stress eating, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, type B personalities are easygoing, lazy. I don't know about lazy, persuasive. And those type of people have a stronger relationship with other people. They're more likely to be relaxed and forgiving in a conflict context. Yeah. When they experience stress, they don't cope with it alone. Okay. That's a wide-ranging personality type. Okay. So what about this next one, type C? Type C or similar to type A. The big difference in type C being perfectionism in type A. Type C behavior pattern shows some characteristics, some to be detailed, analytical, calm, dependable, com- um complying to rules, most, mostly focused on pleasing other people and incapable of expressing their own feelings. Incapable? Okay, incapable. Has it, maybe they ch- change that to find it difficult. But does that say tools? Someone has a typo in their thing. Anyway. Yeah, they have a typo. All right. It says tools. <laughs> T, the, the most commonly spelled way to spell tools, T-U-L-E-S. Well, yeah. Anyway, all right. Okay, apparently type, type D is a distressed personality. It includes two basic traits, negative affectivity and social inhibition. Negative affectivity is a tendency to experience negative emotions across time and situations which need to neuroticism concepts, anxious, insecure, depressed, self-pity, and emotional versus calm, self-confident, cool, and self-satisfied. Well, social inhibition is is an expression of emotions and behaviors and interactions, which is related to introversion. Reserved, shy, and quiet. Yeah, and so the one that's obvious is the type A, right? Which is everybody's the ambitious, you know, industrious. They they not just plan, but they can act on it, right? And they've got this weird self discipline that most others can't understand. So that's kind of what the type A is. Type B, pretty laid back. They like the close relationships. They're and they're not the high stress environment people. Those are the people who work in nonprofits and thrive in lower stress environments. And then you know that their types. They go on to talk about how uh, the various. Um, traits can lead to various health outcomes. You know, like some of them are lead to higher risk of cancer, while others are more 
hypertension and heart disease. And so that's a good way to manage your personality type. You know, you know, if you're of type A, you know, you have to you know, go take yoga or something. You know? <laughs> well, learn to meditate and balance. Something to counterbalance. And if you're, you know, one of the other types, make sure you, you know, eat healthier and watch yourself so you don't carry that negativity around with you so much. You do burn it off before it becomes cancerous, quite literally, apparently. So, I don't know, apparently being negative your whole life leads to cancer. Who would know? Well. Higher risk of it, apparently. That's what it said. I guess so. I, I guess. Uh, hey, man. I know some mean little old ladies just refuse to die. Yeah, well, Bitter and angry. You know, there's an exception to every rule, right? Yeah. Okay, so now you're talking about how to deal with them, right? Now, how to deal with a type A, because this is the one that's most largely, the type A and type D are probably the most annoying to deal with, I would suspect. You know, who wants a negative Nelly in your life? You know, even negative Nellies don't want negative Nellies in their life. So it's just, you know, it just becomes a big bat. I can't imagine. Some days I get so irritable, I irritate myself being like that all the time. Oh my god! Yeah. So, so the Type A personality is is the one we all kind of think of, and we'll cover that one quickly first. Okay, dealing with a Type A spouse. Do not compete because if you compete, it it can lead to a toxic mix of inadequacy, jealousy, and resentment. Well, and and you don't want to compete in a relationship to begin with, right? It's it's fundamentally destructive to your to a relationship. So just don't do it. Okay. Be patient and don't take things personally. Type A personalities are often perfectionists and can be critical of others, including spouses, when they perceive a failure. Yeah, that goes back to kind of the old thing. You know, how would you like someone to, you want someone to be forgiving of your personality quirks, we shall call them, right? We all do. I do, you do. <laughs> it's a human thing. We all want to be forgiven for our personality quirks, but you should put yours in check. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so... Yeah, so try and be a little understanding, and it goes, it works both ways in the long run, I think, is what we all learn. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Set limits. Um, be ready to stand up for yourself. Be clear that you have boundaries and set them and uphold limits on your partner's behavior. Yeah, knowing. That's probably better for a what type C, but yeah, they have to know what your limits are, otherwise they'll push because that's what type A's do. They push. It's not even their fault. It's just what they do. You have to be willing to communicate and be willing to compromise. Yeah. You know, communication, but it also has to be a two-way street. You have to make sure that they are willing to genuinely communicate and not try to put a sales job, right? And that can be hard for them. But again, it goes back to setting your boundaries. You know, you have to be genuine communication. 
And with type A's, you may actually do a bit more negotiation. But that's, you know, stuff that feels more like a business transaction, right? It's just their personality. You may get farther in a short period of time. They understand that. So at first, you may have to kind of do that. Just don't try to win. Just try to, you know. Find a compromise. A genuine compromise. Genuine compromise. Genuine compromise, yes. Working with a controlling boss, you know, accept the positives. You know, you try to accept the positives of that relationship because there are, you know, you can you ride their coattails. You know, there's sometimes there's never a better person to attach onto than someone who's career driven. You kind of become a helper to them and they will bring you with them. <laughs> you can get to you can go to a lot of places by being very useful to, you know, to a high powered type A personality. If you can put up with what they're dealing with and if you use some you know, negotiation strategies, you can work it out, you know, because they actually need someone who can. Smooth feathers that they ruffled, <laughs> you know. So whether it's an executive assistant or you know just someone who knows the shop floor, yeah. I was an executive assistant, and yes, I had smooth ruffled feathers. Yeah, yeah. So, but you know, there's some benefits to that, right? If they're genuinely, wish I had a dime for every time I said, "I'm sorry." If they're genuinely competent, you know, then you can, then you can, and they find value in you, they will take you with you. Because you don't like to have, you know, teach someone new. Okay. Don't waste time. They don't like to have a time. They don't like to have their time wasted. Time is the biggest things of type, type A's, right? These are the people who, yes. who, who Matt's asked their calendars. <laughs> and so be respectful of that time. And it will, it'll, well, it'll get your interactions done with faster, which is right. One of your main goals to get in, get out. And it helps you, helps them. It's a win win. Okay. Give and take criticism very carefully. Uh-huh. I don't like some of these things. Like, because deep down they're insecure. No, they're just the way they are. Right? Some of them are insecure, yes, but most of them are just the way they are. They're not insecure. They're just that way. Labeling them as insecure is essentially turning them into a victim of themselves, and that's not right. They're just the way they are. And so, but still, you know, take and give criticism carefully because you would like it taken and given to you carefully, right? Yes. Yeah. So, you know, the golden rule works in all type places and situations. You know, exactly how you apply it is different, but the fundamentals are always there. Okay. What do we got next? <laughs> Set boundaries again. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because they will take advantage of you because they think you're, you've agreed to the negotiation. They don't think they're taking advantage. They think you've agreed to it. Because you haven't told them you're not. <laughs> so it's, they will take advantage. That, that sense that they will take advantage of you if you let them is kind of true, but they don't think they're taking advantage of you. They think you've already agreed to the terms and they're just 
going to push until you say, hey, we didn't agree to this. Right? That's kind of what you have to get to on that one. Okay. Do we want to go to managing a perfect child? Because we're going to take forever. On no. All right. But in a sense, you just apply these same things to the, it's the same basic principles, right? Just be kind and compassionate. How to deal with type Bs? Or do we want to go to Ds? Let's go to D. I think type Ds. All right. So we're going to go to how to type D. And that's not going to close for me. All right. How do you deal with a type D personality? And it's how to deal with their pessimism. <laughs> and that's the that's truth, right? It, because having to deal with constant pessimism is draining. Not, so so it's, you know, you want to be kind, but at the same time, you want to take care of yourself. And so the first very first suggestion is, you know, understand what it's like to be a type D. Empathy. Empathy, yes. Basic, pure old empathy. And understand that on some level, either through trauma or through nature, you know, they've got just a, this uh, negative thought process imposed on them. No one wants to be negative all the time. It's been imposed either by nature, you know, or nature, some percentage of us are going to find lines somewhere on the scale of <laughs> human, you know, the natural human baseline of, of personality types. You know, it's just the way nature works. But, you know, the other way you can get there is through trauma and, and experience nature plus nurture. Yes. Some people are naturally just pessimistic. Yeah. yeah they have to fight against it. Yeah. And there's nothing anybody can, sometimes it's just the way that it is. And so, all right. You have to convince them to communicate openly. Yeah, which means you're going to have to get them to trust you, which is difficult. But, you know, this is one of these, one of these things. That way they can get past. But once they feel safe, they can get past the negative nanny stuff and actually talk to you about their real life. So often get talked into things you don't want to. So don't take advantage of them. You don't help them understand that you've created a boundary for them. And they'll start to learn to trans, you know, to set boundaries other places. You know, you're, you're, it's not your job to hold their hand through life, but, you know, you can show them what it looks like. <laughs> you can. So, sorry, sweetie, you don't need to tell me that. <laughs> you know, just be kind. Let them know that there's boundaries that, you know, they're not always crossed. And, you're, and once they're used to setting them with you, once they understand where they are with you, they can transferable skill to other people. So. And next one is expose them that everybody has troubles in their lives. I don't like the way this was phrased. And show them everyone has a bad life. Everybody doesn't have no a bad, bad life. life. Everybody doesn't have a bad life. That's a terrible way 
Everybody has troubles in life. Yes. We all have problems. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But my no. mother used to say, nobody gets out of this. No, even even the luckiest person alive eventually will end up dead. Well, she <laughs> meant nobody gets out of this without some. Yeah, I know. But even if the luckiest person alive will eventually end up dead, right? Nobody gets out of this. Even the, but even the luckiest person alive knows somebody who suffered tragedy, knows somebody, had to cry some at somebody's funeral, had to, you know, clean up blood from an overly stubbed toe, who never knows what it is, all the, uh, <laughs> you know, all the various foibles that are kind of day-to-day foibles that, that a negative person it becomes this big, huge, dramatic, you know, Miss Doombrain. You, you, you know well, well about that. Oh, God, I have to fight against my Doombrain. Something happens, and my brain goes, boom, worst case scenario ever. Yeah. 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 And, I, and I have to talk myself down from there. Yeah, it's, you can't find your pencil, Lubby. It's okay. We'll find you another one. <laughs> it's lost. It's gone. It was my favorite pencil. And now I don't. It's tragic. I don't have another one. I'm never going to draw again. <laughs> it's, 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 yeah, yeah, the whole nine yards. Was, okay. You find the pencil. But there you go. <laughs> Yay. And we move on. It's just, it is what it is. But that's it. Don't. You know, you don't have to make it a big deal for them. You know, you just let it be. It's fine to let it be. Ask them to, don't ask them to take it easy. Good Lord. Ask them to take it easy. That's rude. What did I do earlier? You were doing, you had an issue when we were doing something. And oh, yeah. Yeah, we don't need to go that to details. We were doing oh, something. Okay, that, that we were had, doing something. That had kind of got her worked up. And so I'm being Mr. Funny Man, because apparently I'm Mr. Funny Man today. And I go, oh, what was exactly that I said? No, stop it. <laughs> yeah, like that was going to help. You know, it's like the worst, you know. And then I go, after I go, yeah, like that's going to help. You want to see the worst thing to say whenever you do that kind of thing? Yeah. <laughs> Tell someone who's kind of in the middle of a panic attack, oh, just calm down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's going to help. <laughs> but of course, the odd thing is, you didn't pick it up until 10 minutes later. 10 minutes later, she goes, hey. <laughs> that was rude. <laughs> Yeah, but it was funny 10 minutes later. <laughs> it was funny 10 minutes later. I was in a lather. I I couldn't I couldn't process anything. Yeah, now number 8 is not actually bad. Slowly bring them into the lather, out into the limelight. Right? You just once they gain once you've gained trust and genuine trust, not superficial trust, genuine trust then they will do amazing things because they trust you. They may not trust themselves, but they trust you. You tell them you could do this. And yeah, and let it go at their at their pace. Takes them as long as it takes them. You know, it's fine. As they feel safe, they'll go. I mean, just think, you used to not even want to come on the thing and now you're on camera and the whole nine yards. It was a long journey. Yes, it was. So, 
you know, from Doom Brain to talking about Doom Brain. See, so there you go. Don't let their negativity frustrate you. Okay, try not to let their negativity frust frustrate you. I don't like the way these things are fly are phrased. What are they called? The pleasant personality? They need to rephrase this stuff. It, it it can get wearing, but you know, take care of yourself. It's okay. To, it's also realize it's okay to on occasionally get frustrated, and try to be Mister Funny Man and and drop off. Good Lord, come down so I can finish this, right? Which is really it's me trying to be funny when really what it was is I just need to finish this. Can I get a second? And which is what I probably should have said rather than than being Mister Funny Man. Well, humor is your go-to. Yeah, I know, but it's not always the proper go-to. <laughs> but I was, you know, I'm human. I've had a, you know, it's been a long, long week. Like I, like I talked, like I said. So it's, you know, and I, I like remind them to live in the moment. Help them live in the moment. Help them. Yeah, and then once it's they. It's your job to remind them. No, but but once they start, they'll do it on their own. <laughs> but if they need your assistance, be there for your, for them. You know, if they need you to buy them a, a new jacket so they can walk in the mornings, then you buy them one. Even if it's, you know, even if you have to tell them, hey, you have to pick a different one because that one's on a slow boat from China. It's not going to be here for like three months. <laughs> So you pick one that'll actually show up. <laughs> I'm happy to buy you one. You're gonna have to pick a different one. <laughs> and I love it. Thank you. <laughs> so that's kind of and what is it? Is any of these you want to go through before we go on? Because it's just about time to move on. Well, you can help them focus on healthy habits. You know. Help them set goals. And make sure you check in with them. Yeah, you're very good at that. Checking in with your friends who have, who get, they have negative, you know, the, the negative thought process. You're, you're quite, you're quite good at that. Yeah, I have one friend that um, is not doing well. Yeah, but you do. And um, we communicate during the day. And just having someone to talk to makes a difference. Yeah, no, you are. And she's always there for me. Yeah, no, you're very good about that. And I do see that, by the way. Okay. What are we going to do? Ron? Want to go on to relationships? Yes, let's do a relationships questions. I have to start adding sound effects for these things or something. All right. Okay. This has been a weird show for me. I. It's been a strange week. Okay. Yes, it's very strange. I, female 31, husband, male 33, does those long monologues, and I can't always listen. How do I get him to be more engaging? <laughs> Dude, he likes to hear himself talk, okay? Yeah, just don't. Walk out. Yeah, you don't have to. 
I don't know if they walk out. I encourage him to start a podcast. That way he gets his long monologues out somewhere else. (laughs) (laughs) That would be my suggestion. Because what's not engaging to you is clearly important to him. He wants to express it. So help him express it. You're much more caring than I am in Gentile. <laughs> well, encourage him to start a podcast. It doesn't matter if it's successful. That way it lets him get out and get it out and you don't have to listen to it. It's completely selfish. <laughs> Y'all talking about being gentle. No, it's not. It's just, it, it's getting them to speak somewhere else. <laughs> That's the goal because you're engaging. You're not going to be whatever he's interested in. It's probably politics. Otherwise, you'd be interested in it or sports. And yeah, fine, just go off and do it or model trains or something. You know, who knows? <laughs> but it's the subject she's not interested in. His, his delivery isn't going <laughs> to change, but he's going to be interested in what he's interested in. So encouraging him to express it in a different direction. That's a great idea. Okay. Okay. I, female 27, was a sugar baby in college. (laughs) Should I tell my now boyfriend, male 27, seven years later? Well, if it comes up. No. Did you have to? No. Should you? I don't know if it's relevant. I mean, it sounds like you might you want to make the confession. Now, now that's a different thing. Is it for you or is it for him? Does he care? Is you know, you don't know. Or are you trying to test the relationship? See how? Or are you just want to get this off? These are the things you don't think about when you're twenty years old and paying your way through college. It's, at some point, you have to decide how you're going to deal with this. And there's, I don't think there's a right or wrong answer because, you know, at some point, it's nobody's business. Yeah. So it's just a relationship you had through college. You don't have to go any farther than that. It's nobody's business how the details of a relationship. Oh, so. That's very true. So, so it really depends on you and how you think, how you want to deal with it, but make the decision and make sure you're comfortable with that decision. You'll know if you're comfortable with it. Sit with yourself for a little while and see how it goes. There's no direct, I can't give a direct piece of advice other than you have to, because you know, she's the one who has to sit and look at herself in the mirror. So that's the answer you have to give is the one that you can look at yourself in the mirror. Can you be comfortable with the answer you give? That's the question. Whichever one it is. I'm perfectly comfortable with whatever answer she, she gives. It's, you know, it's a relationship in college and the details are nobody's business. It's a perfectly acceptable answer. Yeah. And, you know, you know I'd feel more comfortable... Having, you know, fully expressing the details of that relationship because I think this is a long-term relationship and we should be completely honest. That's a per- perfectly acceptable answer. I understand both of both ways. I don't have a problem with either one. 
Yeah, the final decision is her support. Yeah, but she can, but she can live with. Yes. Okay. Okay. I, thirty-four male, want to help my wife. Help my wife, twenty-eight female, see how beautiful she is. She has had three children and thinks she is no longer desirable. How do I get her to see how desirable I find her? Oh, my dear. Tell her every day. Yeah, there's no single thing you can do. And that's the problem men have is they want to do this thing. They want to fix it. And you really can't fix it. Because this is something that's internal for her. You can reinforce that you find her a desirable and you can even more desirable, right? Because often they become more women become more desirable right around that age anyway. But still, she's gonna believe whatever she sees from her own perspective in the mirror. And that's not well, gonna change. We have so. fascination with youth culture in this. It's not fascinating. This has been back since the Dawn of time. There's nothing new under the sun. <laughs> ancient Greeks, ancient Egypt, it's the same thing. Yeah. We're all fascinated with youth culture because we all want to be young again because our bodies change and break. And, <laughs> and we all want to be. Why? Because while you're smarter at 30 and 40 and 50, your body doesn't want to do what you used to, you know, you want both at the same time. You just don't get it. And it's not fair. Youth is wasted on the young, right? And wisdom is wasted on the old. It's dumb, but it's the way of the life. It's the way life works. <laughs> so, I, yeah. Just continue to reinforce with her that you love her. Buy her flowers and a card every more often, little more often. You know, just do the Make little, her dinner. Just do the little things. We'll do the little things. Watch the kids. Let her take a nap. Well, well, give her a kiss on the forehead. Spit your butt. Do the little things that you do that, you know, make her feel desirable. You know what those are. Just, you know, you're not going to fix it overnight. Yeah, this is this is kind of a long-term project. Yeah, and it's not even your project. You just want to create the conditions where she can start viewing herself in the mirror differently, and she will. It's after three kids, it's not an uncommon thing, right? Your body looks different. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, and she's just missing her old body, but you know, the new bodies probably can be better. So. Sometimes women are too skinny until after their couple of kids. Put some meat on them. Just saying. It's not unheard of. Okay. Okay. I'm going to get myself in trouble, so let's move on. Do I? <laughs> oh, I know how you are. I pay attention. Not with you, with everybody, anybody who might listen. Oh, oh, All right. oh. <laughs> do I, 21 female, leave my 19 male husband because he's pressuring me to have sex with him? I just had a baby a month ago. Yeah, you need to get him to the doctor and have the doctor explain to him that you need, you know, a minimum of six weeks. That's a minimum. 
Yeah, and let's say it's a bit of an extreme reaction, even but for ignorance. So my guess is there's something else, and that's kind of a I guess these things. There's I always read these things between the lines. There's something between the lines there. A, la- a basic lack of respect. She wouldn't. The question would be, it's my husband's driving me crazy, pressure me for sex. What do I do? Not do I leave him? She jumped to do I leave him? So she, there's already the thought process is already there. That's what I'm thinking. Of course, he's 19. She's 21. He's less mature than she is. How mature can she be? I wasn't at 21. <laughs> I had two kids at 21. But the, so, I don't know. Do you leave them? That's a big, a big ask. And pressuring a 19-year-old man who's pressuring his, his wife for sex is not likely going to go to the doctor. How much, did, if you wanted him to, point him to a YouTube video. Find a good one, go search it out and point it out and see if education works. It's not going to get him to the doctor, but you might get him to watch a YouTube video. It's a better chance. But my guess is he's probably lacks fundamental respect and there's issues with the marriage. He's going to have to grow up mighty quickly. Yeah, I, I, it's just not a good feeling about that one. No, there's something else there. Yeah. Okay. Okay, parenting. Help with stripping toddler. He's three and takes off his clothes anywhere he feels like it. How do we get him to understand it's not appropriate in public? <laughs> well, he's three. He's not going to understand. You just grab him and keep putting his clothes back on, and he'll eventually he'll grow out of it. I mean, you can tell him as you're putting a thing. It's, you can't run around naked in the public. You just tell him that repeatedly, and he'll eventually stop. But it's because he grew out of it, not because he fundamentally understood you can't work run around naked in public. It just grows out of it. Nothing you can really do. Just do what you're doing. You'll be fine. <laughs> just put the clothes back on. He yep. grows out of it. It's wait. My, Every three-year-old has run around in public stripping naked. So you're, you know, yeah. When each of my grandchildren went it's, through it's, that, it's just so did my girls. It's just what they do. My middle daughter was notorious. She'd jump up on the coffee table and dance around. It's just, yeah, they all go through that phase. Some of us are longer than others, but it's just a phase. Just catch them and put them back in clothes and tell them, to, you know. Don't make too big of a deal out of it other than become then because then it becomes a deal. But <laughs> you know. All right. Okay. X just texts me she has she has someone and we'll introduce them to our kids next week. How soon is too soon? Well, one, you don't know how long she's met this person. She's not gonna tell you on your first day. So you know. This is, may have been going on, and quite frankly, you have to trust her judgment because you don't have any other choice. Just like you would, she would have to trust yours because she has no other choice. That's how these things go. 
suck it up, man. You'll be all right. These are just those things you have to deal with. The sooner you accept that you have to deal with them, the better off everybody's going to be. Take a deep breath. Go shoot some bots in a video game or something, whatever you do to de-stress. And do the right thing for your children. Which is nothing, because there's nothing to do. There's nothing to do. Okay. <laughs> Does anyone have a clean house with kids? If so, how? No. Well, you can if you have a nanny or a maid. <laughs> and, and how you define clean at any one particular time. I mean, can you take a snapshot of, of a house with kids where everything's clean and put away? Yeah. Can it be like that throughout the whole day? No. <laughs> it can be real clean at you know, various points throughout the day. Yeah, that's possible. Can it be that way entirely? No. no. Not unless you have, you know, a very strange house with really strict, goofy rules. It's probably not conducive to raising psychologically stable children. But then again, some children are highly compliant type A personalities are perfectly happy to put all their stuff away right after they're done with it. Yeah. If you have those, I suppose you're lucky. My guess is you don't have more than one, but, (laughs) but yeah, it happens. It happens just enough to prove the rule, just enough to make the rest of us look bad. (laughs) Now, uh, I remember when I had little ones, and doing a doing a tidy couple to of the house of the house a couple times a day, picking up toys, food that's left out, and yeah, she's boxes and clothes and everything. That's why stay at home parenting is a full time job. Yes, it happened more often when you had one parent at home all the time. Let me put it that way. You know, when you've got two parents working and, yeah, you just, something has to go up on the wayside, right? And, okay, so what else we got? New to glasses on six-year-old. He hates them. How do we get him to wear them? Um, good luck. He's six, man. Oh, God, yeah, he's just going to hate them. You're just going to have to reinforce that he needs to wear them to see. Understand that he hates them. You know, he's at six. You can you can contemplate that. You understand you hate wearing them. You understand you don't like them, but you got to see. <laughs> you have to be able to see. And if there's compromises to be made, you know, then make them. Hey, look, okay, you wear them in class, but you can take them off at recess, right? You can take them off when you're watching TV or something. Give, give them give them some breaks, and he'll eventually start wearing into him, but you just have to continue to reinforce them that he's got to be able to see. It's important. And, you know... I was seven, but I was ready. I loved the effect. I loved that um, I could see things far away. Uh, That was a revelation. I had no idea. Yeah. There was all those things out there. Everybody could see. <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden. Oh, wow. Yeah, at six, it's hard to know. It's just, 
just try, just reinforce that he needs to see and make some compromises, especially early on, just to get him to wear them more often. Yeah, work him into it. Don't expect him to be at wear it all day. Start an hour at a time. Start twenty minutes at a time. Yeah, you know, do me a favor. You know, I'll give you a cookie if you wear him for an hour. hey if it works it works he'll eventually get get used to them he won't like them but he'll eventually get used to them okay what do we got we have some more questions oh yay how to quit without being rude i'm 17 and have no clue you don't have to be rude you just say you know i've no longer you know I've got other opportunities. I'm leaving. My know. final date will be yeah. such and such. And you don't even have to give an explanation. Say here, I, I, I need to, I need to resign. Here's, you can do it in a formal letter, so you don't have to do it. Have, have a, have Bing chat or something. Write it up for you. So you know, you don't even have to do it yourself now. <laughs> yeah, hand in the letter. Yeah, just do it in a letter. And if you have to do it in person, you know, you don't make make it about you. Make it about you and move on. Yeah. Just, yeah, that's all it is. Say it's me, you know, it's too far, the, the shift's wrong for me, you know, whatever. And if there's some truth to it, what's even better? The shift's wrong, it's too far, you know. I'm chain. I'm school's up, and I'm gonna enjoy my summer. <laughs> That's a perfectly <laughs> before I go to college. It's a perfectly reasonable answer, right? Or if I want to focus my last three months on school, whatever it is, you know, if those are the reasons, then go ahead and give it. But if if it's because I just hate working here, just say I need to move on. You know, there's no reason to burn bridges. It's it's a just move on and go about your life. Okay, what do you think? Okay, how do you manage a people-pleasing boss? Oh, uh, you don't. Not your job. No, you don't manage your boss. You manage the, your relationship with your boss. And if he's a people-pleasing boss, um, that's an easy thing to manage. Now, if he's so people-pleasing that it's making your job difficult... You can explain to him why his job, your job, is being difficult. You go, hey, look, I, I know you. You like to be nice to these, to your, to you know, your the clients or the coworkers, but it's causing me this problem. And can we work on solving that? You know, I'm having this problem. Don't bring up that he's people pleasing as a problem. Explain that you're having a particular problem. And he's a people pleaser. So guess what, sunshine? <laughs> he's gonna want to help you. <laughs> yeah. So it could bring you know, bring it to a problem that you need help with. And guess what? He's gonna try to help you. So <laughs> use it for you, you know. But don't take advantage of him because he will know. They're not. He's not dumb. He knows. Don't assume he's stupid because he's a people pleaser. He knows exactly what he's doing. Okay. Okay. A verbal warning for being sick. I mixed one. I missed one day after working a month. 
Um, well, depending upon the environment and this blah, 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 it's not out the unusual. You really should try to avoid, you know, missing days of work in your first month. You know, try to, you know, sometimes you can't help it, but they may not have believed you're, you know, actually sick. <laughs> you know, just saying you call out on a Friday, take a three day weekend, and you were telling everybody you were going to do it. It's, it's, you know, you may want to wait for six months before you pull that kind of thing. Just saying. So it really depends. If you're generally sick, then it's kind of a dick move to give you a verbal warning. But, and you know, maybe it's a sign that it's not the greatest place to work. Or maybe, <laughs> you know, the problem is in the mirror. So it's hard for us to know on exactly that message. So my guess is if <laughs> there's a little bit of both sides here. Someone wasn't actually sick that day. <laughs> I guess little blue flu type thing. Okay. Okay. I, I don't mind those. It's just understand that you're going to happen, right? If someone doesn't believe you, they're going to say, Hey, <laughs> hello. I'm not stupid. That's <laughs> exactly what that verbal warning was. It's, I'm not stupid. Okay. Is artificial intelligence a secondary or complementary tool? Should we promote its use at work? Um, it depends on what the work is and how it's used. And as long as you're not pretending that it's being used for something else, I use it at work to help, you know, do some quick superficial writing. I wouldn't use it for any deep writing because that were, it would be wrong, but for superficial writing, so you can blast through stuff quickly. Sure. To help analyze something or help do searches you're just helping your job making you more efficient at your job why wouldn't you the thing about artificial intelligence is you have to check it you can't just blindly trust it you know it has at best it has access to the web and checks it by the web but we all know how <laughs> you know go to wikipedia see how many errors are on that right so it's easy to be wrong. You still have to check it. You still have to work with it. It's actually going to be its own skill. Working with AI is its own skill. Learn it. So yes, it's a tool. And you use it where it's suited. And you don't where you don't, where it's not. So if you have superficial writing, use it. But you always check, always check it. You will still need someone to check it. <laughs> You'll never be able to trust it. You just won't. It's a tool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We got a couple minutes. So we got. Okay. We can get a couple on you. What's the most polite way to ask a casual friend if he wants to have sex with you? Um, do you want to have sex with me? Yeah, it's pretty easy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. If you want to lead into it, you know, you can ask them, are you attracted to me? Yeah, but that even makes it more awkward. I, I just, you know, really, to be honest, if that's your thing, just straight up kind of lay on the line because it's, there's, 
less lead up leads to less disappointment if there's no re- if there's a rejection. Well, so you just go, hey, you want to bang? And you know when there's a convenient that end. Yeah. I don't think this young lady's going to be saying bang. Well, you know what I mean. Whatever their her particular version of that phrase is, right? She'll have her own version for that. Hey, you want to come over and, what was it, five years or six years ago, Netflix and chill or whatever? Don't know what that means. You may be surprised. But <laughs> and now, there's are people, let's be clear here, who are kind of dense to these kind of things and may not catch it if you're laying hints to see which is the other problem. Yeah, you, you're going to have to be direct. You're going to have to, like, make a sign, smack them upside the back of the head, you know? <laughs> I'm interested in getting naked with you, right? You're going to have to. <laughs> no, that's a good one. Hey, yeah, hey, I'd like to see I'd like to see you naked. So that would work. Or another one would work. You want to see me naked? That's another good one. <laughs> <laughs> You could make it funny. That would work. Actually, that's probably the best one. Want to see me naked? That's a good one. That's a very good one. Yeah. So there you go. Okay. How do I make sure I don't do anything too embarrassing when I get drunk to have sex with my boyfriend? Don't worry about it. <laughs> you won't remember. You're not going to do anything you don't fundamentally want to do anyway, because that barrier never drops unless you're so drunk you don't know what's going on. And don't do that anyway. That's just don't get that. Yeah. How, why Why are you getting that drunk? <laughs> to have sex with your boyfriend. There's, yeah. that, there's a bigger, there's a bigger, there's issue, a bigger question. question. But yeah, don't worry about it. What do you care? It's too embarrassing to have. Yeah. You're thinking either thinking too much about it. There's inhibitions there that she uses alcohol to get over it with, right? And she still wants to control her inhibitions. Well, <laughs> you know, let the ship sail. That would be my suggestion. Okay, here's a question for, for me. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I'll ask you. Can orgasms get boring for women? No, next question. <laughs> okay. Would women find it weird if a guy really likes hairy women? Uh, no. Well, some would, but a hair a woman who leaves herself hairy wouldn't. No. <laughs> There's somebody out there who who, you know, is of the same mind, my friend. Yeah. Is it weird? It's only weird if you don't like hairy. Right, y'all got your own things. Let them leave them alone. There's there's plenty of women out there who like to go el natural, and let the guys who like it like them. Why would you want to stop that? Go be themselves. Hurt nobody. No, not hurting anybody. And ain't nothing new under the sun. No, you'll find many websites that will. Um, cater to your liking. We lived like that for most of humanity, so such as it is. All right, so we're out of here tonight. Thank you for joining us on whatever tonight was. It was a weird night. We'll just leave it at that. If you some reason want to find more of us, you can find it at latenightlove.us and you can send us questions or 
topic ideas or whatever you want at love at late night love.us. Thank you for joining us. We will see you next week. Good night. And please remember to love everybody. Good night.